EO Fire 1284. Many people mix up happiness with pleasure. Happiness is the pursuit of a worthwhile goal. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Are you looking for an all-in-one podcasting solution? Visit podcastwebsites.com and schedule a chat to see why Podcast Websites is for you. Ignite. If you're ready to start hiring, then ZipRecruiter is where you can find your perfect candidate. Try ZipRecruiter for free. Visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. What's shaking Fire Nation? Johnny Doom is here and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Todd Van Duzer. Todd, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. Let's do this. Todd is the co-founder and CEO of Student Tutor and Desert Canvas. He writes for popular sites like Huffington Post, is a motivational speaker for high schools and companies, and is an avid rock climber and world traveler. Todd, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro, and give us a little glimpse in your personal life. Absolutely. So five years ago, I set a goal for myself. And that goal was to develop enough passive income where I could leave and travel around the world in a van and explore life, rock climb, surf, and see what life has to offer. I'm about three and a half months away from that goal. And uh, that goal that I wrote down five years ago was kind of out there at the time. I didn't know if I could make it. And I'm just about to hit it. Wow. Uh, So, yeah. (laughs) Are you going to document that journey in any way? I am. So the journey kind of took a little turn. Um, about two years ago, I uh, went to a park and set up a slack line between a tree, two trees, and invited a couple friends to join me because I wanted to learn how to slack line. Slack line is basically walking on this one-inch line webbing and just a balance technique, kind of meditative. And um, you eventually do it to high lining where you're setting it up above thousands foot cliffs ah. and walking across it. That grew to become this movement where over 100 people were meeting in the park on a weekly basis. We just started developing a team, and then we started a music and arts festival. And uh, so now, like, I guess my trip kind of shifted from me just going and traveling um, to me now going to different cities and starting uh, festivals. (laughs) And I think what's really important about this, Fire Nation, is that you're open to evolving. You don't really know what's going to hit, what's going to miss. Just be open. You know, Todd was open. He set out that slack line. If it was just two people doing it, you know, six months later, he probably would have not changed his focus that much. But guess what? It grew to over 100 people. He hit on something. It resonated with him. He shifted, he pivoted, and he's making it happen. Now, Todd, you are getting pretty close to that big goal. That's going to let you have this incredible experience. And to do that, you obviously generated revenue. And that's what it takes to have a viable business. So, Fire Nation, we're entrepreneurs, we're small business owners, we're looking to create viable businesses too, so what do you specifically do to generate revenue in your business? Um, So I have a couple different businesses that generate revenue. Uh, My main one is a tutoring company, Student Tutor, and uh, basically we offer in-person and online tutoring to um, families across the U.S. Um, We've hit 15 different states. Basically, we kind of take help skyrocket grades and test scores to maximize chances to get into college um, as well as universities. Another revenue stream is houses. Um, so my partner and I, we, uh, when the market was pretty low here in Phoenix, so uh, um, we purchased a couple homes and, uh, we renovated them to be like college pads with like kind of like a bar in it, a little fire pit. Um, and now we rent them out to college students and we have pretty good positive cash flow there. So that helps us, uh, I guess like uh, additional passive income source, um, that I have as well. 
It's not a college pad without a fire pit. Am I right, Todd? Yeah, and the bar. You have to have the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Let's focus on the fire pit for purposes of this interview. So, Todd, okay. we are going to start talking about your journey as an entrepreneur, which has had the ups, which has had the downs. The story that I want you to tell us now, Fire Nation is waiting to hear your worst entrepreneurial moment. So, Todd, tell us the story. Take us to that moment in time. Break it down. Absolutely. So my worst entrepreneurial moment was back about not even too long ago, probably about eight months ago or so. And um, we had just um, got another home and uh, we were renovating it. Um, and we went a little over budget on that home. Uh, we had promised the upcoming tenants were moving into another house that we had that we were going to renovate it as well. But we had uh, no money left over. Um, so I was like, you know what? Don't worry. I can figure it out. I'll do it myself. I'm like, I, I can lay the floor down. I can do that. That, that, that can't be that hard. I'll watch some YouTube videos. I got some HGTV, yo. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, ah, I'll figure it out, you know. Uh, don't worry. I'll make it happen. So I started watching watch some videos, go pick up some wood um, in order to lie down the vinyl floor and stuff, get to the house, start tearing out the carpet. I was like, <laughs> I guess there's some prickly things under there. Got to yank those out, call a friend. I was like, hey, man, you want to help me out? I'll pay you like 10, 15 bucks an hour. You can just help me out here for a couple of days. But yeah, absolutely. So we start tearing out the floor, start laying it down. Um, and make a long story short, we do this for a couple of days. The tenants are moving in. I text her and just saying, hey, you know, I'm running a little bit late on this house. Um, it should be done within the next day and a half. Um, your room's not completely done yet, but it'll be, it'll be tomorrow. Is that fine? She's like, yeah, no problem. She understood the circumstance and everything and how we were trying to get this done for her. Um, well, Anyway, she comes in, her dad walks in, and he kind of looks at the floor, and uh, he looks up at me, and he says, hey, so did you uh, put like a quarter inch on the side, you know, like spacing? And I was like, at first I was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then I was like, <laughs> waited a couple minutes, and I was like, what do you mean a uh, quarter inch? Define <laughs> <laughs> uh, quarter inch. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean by that? And then he also was like, you, you know, you, he's got to be spaced four, three, two, one. I was like, what do you mean by that? Basically, I laid the entire floor down wrong. Um, just, I guess, didn't quite follow the directions or something. Um, I'm just not good at laying floor, I guess. I don't really know. I didn't really do a lot of the steps right. So I had to tear out the entire floor and um, had to re-floor the entire thing. Plus, I had to hire him. He was a contractor, and that's why he kind of knew what to do. Um, so it ended up costing me just the amount of money it would have cost me if I would have hired someone. And uh, I had to do it twice. It was hilarious, just put it lightly, honestly. It was horrible. <laughs> I had three weekends, no, I had no life, where basically I was just laying floor. And, um, but what I really learned from it was something extremely valuable. And I think it's something that's been knocking on my head for so long. I've gotten to this point, I think, in my life where I've really figured out um, what my strengths are, what my weaknesses are. And I have things where I've realized those things about myself. And um, I was still trying to do new things and trying to figure things out when I had passed that point. And so that really kind of brought light to me. It was like, you know what, Todd? Like, you need to start handing these things off to other people that are professionals um, that know what they're doing. That's, that's what their expert, expertise is in. Um, and stop trying to um, get better at these things that you're not the strongest in. Um, and for instance, just being a handyman and getting like doing little things like that, just not my strength. 
Um, and uh, yeah, but <laughs> funny experience. So Fire Nation, I actually am not going to call this a worse entrepreneurial moment. I'm going to call this a necessary entrepreneurial moment. And you just heard Todd explain why this was necessary. You know, yeah, it sucked. He had to spend three weekends, no life learning, you know, what it meant to, to lay down a floor incorrectly. I mean, that is no fun. That's never going to be cool. But guess what? The bigger lesson here is that he learned that, hey, I know what I'm good at. I'm going to focus my time, my energy, my bandwidth on amplifying things that I'm good at. And then I am going to find the things that I'm not good at and hire people to do that or just not spend my time, my energy doing those things because you don't want to go, Fire Nation, from crappy at something to okay because nobody wants okay. No, nobody wants okay. So you find somebody who's good at what you're crappy at and you hire them or you just, again, don't do that crappy thing because nobody wants that and you spend your very valuable time, energy, and bandwidth on things that you are are good at so that hopefully you can become great. You can amplify your future or potentially present greatness. So great lesson learned, Todd. Again, I'm shifting that from worst to necessary entrepreneurial moment for you. And let's move into another story. And this was a huge aha moment for you, which you just went through, Todd. That was an aha moment like no other. But what I'm going to do now is challenge you to find an aha moment in your journey as an entrepreneur. And there have been a lot. But choose one for Fire Nation that you think is really going to resonate with our listeners. And it can't be the one that you just shared. It's got to be a new one. One of your great entrepreneurial, uh, one of your great aha moments. Take us to that moment and tell us that story. It's right for Huffington Post. And um, I was going to be going to this concert. Um, and. Uh, I decided to contact the venue and tell them, hey, I can write a story for you guys, help you guys out, um, give you guys some publicity here. Um, love to go to the festival um, if you can just get me a ticket. And they said, absolutely, we can do that for you. So I went over to the event, and I was at the event, had a really good time at the concert. Um, it was a festival. Um, afterwards, I was starting to write the story. I started looking into online, um, trying to figure out who the founder was. Just to put a really good story out because I really wanted to help them because I thought what they were doing was really cool. They're bringing community together in Phoenix. Um, their company is called Relentless Beats. They do electronic music, biggest event provider currently in Phoenix. I realized that founder did not have a story about himself out there. Um, what as far as what he did in his life and everything like that. So I took that as an opportunity to try to help him. And I wanted to write a story on him um, just to let the world know about exactly what was going on in his life and how he got to where he was today um, just because there was nothing out there. So I contacted the CEO of Rentless Beats and I said, hey, I'd love to get a, a, write a little story on you. I see there's nothing out there. Would you like to meet up? He's like, absolutely. So I ended up meeting up with him and uh, we talked to him for about an hour and a half or so. Got a ton of information. Started writing up the story. Still not completed yet because I'm still waiting on a couple details from him, but created this really awesome relationship. Um, it happens that they're having a festival two months later called um, Decadence. It was the largest um, EDM music festival that Arizona had ever had. Two-day, multi-day over New Year's. And us, our festival, Desert Canvas, which was just kind of starting, hadn't really started yet. This is a very new venture that I kind of just stumbled upon. Um, they needed some type of art installation. Um, and so we decided, you know what? Hey, we can build something for you. Because I was like, let's, let's build this. How about we build this massive R&B, stands for Relentless Beats Festival, coming up in two weeks. So we built this huge R&B. They gave us some money to fund it. It also helped 
um, just get exposure for us and up our upcoming event, which helped dramatically. We're at this um, festival called um, Decadence, which existed over, over New Year's. We built this huge R&B, which stood for Rebirth, which was the name of our festival two weeks later. What we did was we had people write stories on it, um, good and bad, from 2015. And then two weeks later, they came to our event, which was about new beginnings, new friends, and a fresh start to 2016, and paint over it to symbolize the new beginning, um, and paint over this huge R&B. And what I really learned, I guess the aha moment from this, was going into it, I was really not looking for anything from it. I was just looking to help. Um, I had gotten to help as many people as possible. If I saw there's a skill I was good at, as far as writing went, it's like, you know what, I'm going to go to this concert, might as well write a story on it, I could help them out. And doing it at this specific event and then looking into it further and realizing that, hey, it'd be really advantageous to them if they had a story about the CEO and how he got started and what happened and more people knew about it, went into writing that, suddenly just started opening up more and more doors because I was helping naturally, I guess they wanted to help me back. And it really kind of helped start our events and start our festival, which I never thought would ever exist. Never thought I'd be running a music and arts festival. I'm going to have this team of supporters and be throwing thousand person events or so um, within just three, four months. Um, but because of that, and because of just this genuine desire to constantly get with the skills I have and, and look out for this, um, I guess that was a real moment that I really re- realized that helping people actually pays dividends. Um, and um, before I just did it just out of kindness in my heart, and I just thought it was the right thing to do. But then I started realizing that the more people you help, the more you succeed. Fire Nation, when you approach a situation as a person who's looking to provide value first, you win always. You always win. Just remember that. And there's a great quote that I have absolutely abided by from day one of EO Fire from Albert Einstein. Try not to become a person of success, but rather a person of value. When you become a person of value, things unfold before you and you win, period. Huge takeaway. Love that aha moment, Todd. Now, what would you consider your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? I'm the 80% man. I tell everyone I work with that. I have all these great ideas, but I only carry them through 80%. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I try so hard not to. I mean, I do the whole writing down thing, keep focus on the quarterly goals that I've learned from Traction, all these different books. But for somehow, I always only get things done 80%, maybe 90% sometimes. So I've realized that for a while. And what I do is I start, I make sure that I'm working with knows that and he's the 100% man and he can carry through it out. Um, so um, yeah, I'd say that's my biggest weakness is not completing tasks fully, not following through, but to... Um, complement that, I make sure I also have someone on the team that will make sure they follow through with the 80% of work that I completed. (laughs) Todd, I have your solution for you. Visit thefreedomjournal.com. Now, what would you consider your biggest strength as an entrepreneur? Leading. I really think, I don't know, I think that's something that I'm good at getting people motivated. Motivating, speaking in front of people, getting them to get pumped up about something and, uh, Gathering like-minded goals to follow a common goal. What's the one thing that has you most fired up today? Desert Canvas. Desert Canvas, as far as the Music and Arts Festival, um, I never thought in a million years I would ever um, do this. And for the longest time, I used to tell friends, I love four things in this world. I love business. I love rock climbing. And I love girls. (laughs) And (laughs) for some reason, I didn't really realize ever that I could make a little bit of money off of it and help people. 
um, just because I feel it's food music festivals and festivals in general, transformational experiences that take people from not knowing what they want to do in life to unsure, um, to not that passionate, to go into this transformational experience that's conscious-based that really focuses in helping individuals and going to workshops, expand individuals' minds and taking them to having a ton of friends and an amazing community and very passionate and very focused on what they want to do in their life. And we've seen these stories come out time and time again through this festival and through this weekly meetup that we um, created. And so I would say that's definitely what gets me fired up right now. Fire Nation, speaking of passion, we have some of that waiting for you in the lightning rounds. But we're going to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors. When I first started out with email marketing, I was pretty lost. I didn't have the tools available to help me create targeted, personalized emails. Then I found out businesses that leverage marketing automation see a 53% higher conversion rate than those using traditional email marketing. That's when I knew how important it would be for me to start leveraging marketing automation because with marketing automation, your email campaigns can listen, learn, and adapt based on the contact's behaviors. An active campaign makes it fast and easy to create this type of dynamic marketing. ActiveCampaign is a beautiful, intuitive platform. No need to hire consultants. Plus, they can offer pricing that's accessible no matter how big or small your company is. When you sign up for ActiveCampaign, there are no training fees and no contracts. Ready to start marketing smarter with ActiveCampaign? See why thousands are upgrading to a more intelligent marketing solution. Sign up for a free 14-day trial now. No credit card needed. Visit ActiveCampaign.com slash Fire. The other day during an interview, someone asked me how integral my team has been in growing EO Fire. I told them my team has been everything. Without their support, there's no question I wouldn't be where I am today. But it's nearly impossible to find qualified candidates. You know, the ones who are going to be as dedicated to your business as you are. And posting your job in just one place isn't enough to find those quality candidates. Thanks to ZipRecruiter.com, you don't have to sweat it. ZipRecruiter allows you to post to 100 100 plus job sites with a single click. Once you've posted, you'll be instantly matched to candidates from over 6 million resumes. Just post once and within 24 hours, watch your candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. Try ZipRecruiter and get your perfect candidate before they go to somebody else. Today, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Todd, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I am. Let's do this. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I would say nothing, honestly. I've never been nothing but an entrepreneur. I've never had a real job. Um, My last job was when I was 18 years old. I was a valet driver, and I remember quitting that job when I was going to college. And I told my parents and friends, this is my last job I ever have, guys. (laughs) I think everyone thought I was insane. I was like, no, you don't understand. This is really my last job. Like, I'm done. I'm done working. Like, I'm going to work for myself the rest of my life. So ever since I was even little, I mean, I did little things like selling lemonade on the street, had a stringing machine when I was in middle school, had a little lawn corporate business when I was in fourth grade. Uh, started the tutoring company when I was in high school. So um, I would say nothing. Never been anything else. What is the best advice you've ever received? So I had a speaker come into our room when I was in college. I think it was my sophomore year, junior year, a management 301 class. His name was Greg Haig. And he told me something that took me probably a, a couple years to really understand. But he told me, and it stuck with me. And he said, many people mix up happiness with pleasure. Mm. Happiness is the pursuit of a worthwhile goal. And when I really fully understood that, 
a lot of things made sense because I used to pursue pleasure as well. I used to want to have enough money to have not have to work anymore and to just kind of relax and have this nice house and car or whatever and just travel. And I realized that's not where happiness is. I think happiness is when you're pursuing something that's worthwhile to you. And so that right there is something I now live by. And I'm constantly trying to pursue a goal that's bigger than me, that it's benefiting others. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? Personal habits, actually, someone that came on your show, Hal. Hal Hal Yeah, yeah. So I actually met him. I was at this conference, Archangels Academy, like three weeks ago. And um, so this is a pretty new habit, but I'm going to say it because I think it's a life changer. Just started a couple weeks ago, and it's really transformed. Um, Is having a morning routine having consistent morning routine at least five days a week where I wake up in the morning go for a run listen to a book on tape so I can get my audio reading in meditate after I meditate I then listen to affirmations of things that I'm trying out to really focusing on listening to others and really um and listening to them fully and then afterwards getting home doing a little bit of writing in a booklet um to get my day going eating a really healthy breakfast taking a nice shower doing some stretching and doing that on a daily basis and in doing so I'm just a lot more clear a lot more focused, a lot more calm, a lot less stressed, a lot more happy. Share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation. Asana. Asana. If you're not using Asana, you got to get on it. Coupling that with the book Get It Done by David Allen. It's about stress-free productivity. You'll do wonders. Well, Fire Nation, I know you love audio, so I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And the Get It Done Audible book is incredible. Now, Todd, I want to end today on fire with you sharing a parting piece of guidance. The best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Best way you can connect with me is taking a look at my website, um, toddvanduzer.com. Um, I got some contact information on there. You can also subscribe to my blog. Uh, I just write about inspirational stories really designed to inspire you and uh, hopefully um, get you to follow your passions, face your fears, and go after your dreams. And that parting piece of guidance. Parting piece of guidance. I'm just going to bring it back to that quote that I learned earlier. And that is, many people mix up happiness with pleasure. Happiness is the pursuit of a worthwhile goal. Figure out your worthwhile goal and pursue it with passion. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with TVD and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Todd in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. Of course, you can go directly to Todd Van Duzer. That's D-U-Z-E-R dot com and check him out over there a lot of great stuff and Todd I want to thank you brother for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today and for that we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side thanks John Fire Nation thank you for listening to EO Fire visit eofire.com for killer resources free trainings and so much more it's time to share your voice and message with the world and our free podcast course will show you the way Text podcast course, all one word, to 33444 and ignite.